what? I got a fever. You give me fever, fever in the morning. A fever all through the night. I don't. That's what that's what I named that, that tier. I'm not saying that nobody should care about them. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I bet you their mothers care about them. You I I thought I liked Jawan Johnson at 21. Sell me on 14 with Taysom Hill and Foster Moreau there. Yeah, the Foster Moreau thing does hurt. I I get it. Um, Taysom Hill, he put up numbers with Taysom Hill there last year. True. Right. So um, it's he's put up better numbers than any of the who the fuck knows below him. And that's my entire argument. Like I mean, he, yeah, might as he well has, lean into ceiling there, right? Right, and he he's produced, and I've you know like I've already seen it. A lot of these guys, like all of these guys after him, I haven't seen it from them, except for I guess we saw flashes out of Chig last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one game out of McBride, Otten looked decent. Who cares? That's a shit bag of an offense. Yeah, you know I, I'm not betting on Baker, but it's still the same freaking tier. Just. Uh, I guess Johnson is just kind of in his own tier that I just believe in him a little bit better. I'm not really going out of my way to draft him. And if he's my tight end one, I have problems. So you've got him above Laporta and Mayer. Yes, because I've not seen them play football in the NFL. So like, they're not, I just don't think that there's, well, Laporta maybe though. And I, I might have to bump him up a little bit. I've already like he's already at the top of the depth chart. That that's my whole thing with Kincaid is like he's walking into the top of the depth chart. Like they've already put him there. They've installed yeah, him there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they've installed him there as as big slot. Right. I, yes. You know, which I think it, it it puts him in a murkier mix than as I I have Kincaid seven. I love him. Um, but you know, I just with the way well, they're. I think uh, Knox is going to be on is going to is going to have not that uh, I always care about route percentage, but Knox is going to be on the field almost all the time. He's not just going to disappear, right? And so, like, I just I can't see having Laporta that far below if he is. All right, I'm moving. Definitely, definitely number one. Showed that he could even run some routes on the outside as a receiver. Doesn't have JMO there for the first six games. I mean, him, Amon Ra, and Gibbs with a low ADOC quarterback. Yeah, and look, and reports are that he's already at the top of that depth chart, and he's, yeah. he, they already have a role for him. And so, yeah, I just moved Laporta up. You're right. So, right is right. I moved him up to 16 for now. Mm-hmm. Um, below Komet, should I have him below Komet? I don't. I personally I don't, don't think him. so. I, I was a commit truther. I don't necessarily believe in him anymore. All right, um, we're gonna go with his upside. I'm gonna put him at 13 above Dalton. Oh, I fell asleep trying to say his last name. Dalton Schultz. Tight end. Dalton Schultz. Tight end. You, uh, I fell asleep again trying to say his position and team. So well, that's my whole position on Dalton Schultz. I think he's real safe, but boring as shit. Um, you know, he's not in a dynamic play playmaker. He's got no ceiling. He probably has 
at best a two-year window, maybe just one. I'm calling Schultz a buy because I think he's going to get a lot of targets from a rookie quarterback, and you can flip him. That's what that's yeah. how I'm seeing Schultz as a buy. Not because I love him, but because I think you can count on a lot of targets, especially early on, and then flip them. Yeah, I see. Yeah, he could he could be a good speculative buy. I I wouldn't want to like go to war with him, you know, trying to win anything. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. So um, yeah, I just put Laporta above him because he's got a much better ceiling. Um so yeah, all right. I mean, with Mayer though. Sell me on Mayer. Um, well, I think did how close how close did you have Laporta and Mayer going into the draft process, right? And then how close were they in Pretty draft close. capital, right? And then you look at okay, where they land. That's where advantage goes L- Laporta. But you know, um all Mayer has to do is beat out Austin Hooper. Like I could see Austin Hooper out snapping him early in the season, but I don't think it's very long until Mayer is at the top of that top of that that depth chart. Um, and uh-huh. I don't and I don't know that um, you know competing for targets with oh, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers is maybe Hunter Renfro if they don't trade him is all that different from you know competing for targets with Gibbs and I'm on I'm on Ra and. Neither, I mean, Goff, I trust more than Jimmy G, but neither, both are pretty like, you know, uh, offensive coordinator presses buttons and uses a joystick to control them in a West Coast offense, you know, quarterback, low ADOT, like, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. All right. So above Mayor, I have KDOT, who, Already is at the top of the depth chart and already did have what a, a 30 40 catch season. Um, yeah, he's got a shitty quarterback. Um, but you, I mean, is Baker worse than Jimmy G? Uh, I would say yes. I think he's he's more erratic and less, less predictable and trustable. Is it a I- worse situation? Yeah, I think so. I think that offense is going to I mean, listen, we, we don't be. like we don't like McDaniel's and and there's a there's a world in which the Raiders offense really is a shit show, but I think it's an almost a guarantee that the offense in Tampa Bay is pretty pedestrian. Um I've dropped out in the 27. Um I liked him, you know, as like my tight end 3, but I liked him as my tight end 3 last year. I liked Mayer as my tight end 3-ish, you know, this year. Uh, and Mayer is a better tight end than Kate Otten in a better rookie class of tight ends than Kate Otten. So like, like being tight end three one year and being tight end three the next year isn't always the same thing. All right. So how about McBride? Well, how I don't think, I don't know that he's a better talent than McBride. Who? Mayer? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, I would agree. I've got, I've got McBride at 12 and Mayer at 16. Oh, you're very high on McBride. I, here's the thing with McBride. It's like, what have we seen that makes us any less excited about where we had him before, like, you know, he got drafted to where he was second on the depth chart. You know what I mean? Like what have we seen evidence that he's bad? Um, no, 
it did take him a while to adjust even after Ertz went out. You know, it took a while for him. He did have eventually have the breakout game. It took quite a while. Um, yeah, I can, you know what? I like McBride a little better. We were talking, remember, than, than Juwan Johnson. I think I'm too low. This so is I'm moving him up. July 2023, right? Take yourself back to, I don't know, uh, early April 2022. What were we, how were we talking about McBride as a tight end prospect? Yeah, I, my idea with McBride was basically the way it turned out was that he would be insulated with Ertz in front of him all year um, and that his value should stay static through through this time and basically it did right I mean, so i'm a, not i'm not dinging him I'm, I'm i have him in the same tier as these guys yeah he was a consensus tight end no tight end one prospect last year you know yeah. i mean Dulcich, i have him on Dulcich so many overtook teams. him because those you know got more playing time and performed but he was like my 203 so i have him in so many teams yeah because he kept, I kept seeing him at like 205 and 207, and I would take him at all those spots. Mm-hmm. So I have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess just my my rankings didn't make a lot of sense. I just moved him to 15 below Schultz. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where it starts to get gray after those first six, eight, nine, ten guys. It's like mm-hmm. it gets pretty murky. And that's what tight end is, right? Like we talk about tight end being a wasteland. Like, the um, credit uh, fantasy points.com. Um, I think specifically it was Scott Barrett, but um, like the difference between tight end two and tight end five is bigger than like the difference between quarterback two and quarterback 14, right? Tight end gets flat real quick, yeah. which brings me to another question that I have for you. Uh, and it's a leading question because for me, I think the answer is yes. After a Better than expected rookie class of 2022, where guys at least flashed, and we kind of feel positive about names like uh, Dulcich, McBride, Chig, likely Otten, maybe Woods, Otten. Um, right. So, Not Woods. Um, I, I mean, I like, I think Woods might be delayed a little bit because of like what the offense is going to look like this year. I still, I still love the upside, but you know, when we look at names like that Bellinger, you know, once, you know, once Waller leaves and things like that, although they're probably going to run a lot of 12 there, um, Jason Ferguson, right? Like, and then uh, I I think uh, an as good as expected 2023 class of tight ends is tight end going to get flatter later. In other words, is the, is the cliff from good to wasteland, going to be pushed further down in like a year or two as these next two these last two classes of tight ends develop and then you add in you know brock bowers well i mean brock bowers is going to immediately like enter at like top 10 isn't probably higher people are going to have him at tight end one you know just be crazy takes all over the place with him there are going to be other Tight ends that either age out or just like, you know, don't really have the talent to hold their job, like maybe Dalton Schultz or Njoku. Um, Waller's going to, like, that's, that's by the way, the reason I'm lower on Waller than you is just age. I still, I love the talent level. He's 31. I love yeah. the offense, but yeah, he's going to age out soon. 
um, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, obviously these guys are close to aging out. And once they are no longer in the top, you know, top 12, then obviously some of these younger guys are going to start to move up. We'll just have to see who. I like, well, I think, I think Waller's got a good, a good two years Hmm. as quite possibly the number one pass target in that offense. We'll see. I mean, he's, I, I think, I think uh, Wandale's going to start on the pup. Shepard's going to start on the pup. It looks like, you know, he's going to get, I think, peppered with, with targets. There's not much around them in, in, as far as wide receiver goes to, to pull targets away from, I mean, especially if Saquon holds out, right? Like, you know, if, Sa- if Saquon holds out their entire offense is in really a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not going to be a lot to go around. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think that's why, like, I like I I like him as far as that's like the bottom of like of a tier. It's it's uh Kincaid, Firemuth, and and Waller are a tier, and then it's like a big tier of like all right now it starts to get gray. Like I think I can trust Waller for for a couple of years, if healthy. And I, and I don't know that I can bake too much injury into where I rank him. You know, I mean this is this is a guy who you know before he got dinged up last year people were still ranking in like you know the top five six dynasty tight ends you know he looked like he was back but it's now two years two shitty injury years in a row so i have to bake it in with the age Mm -hmm. he was younger i wouldn't really care as much um so another question for you uh If you don't get one of the first six, eight, nine, ten tight ends that you like before that like break starts, or for you, I think it's twelve, right? Like how like where do you punt down to? Like what's the next guy where you're like, oh sure, I'll 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 take him. Backup level. So if I don't get a guy that I'm comfortable going into battle with, then I'm just going to wait until I would be in the position like to take a, a backup tight end. So wherever I would normally take a backup tight end, then I'll just take one a backup tight end, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to jump at two or three guys and hope and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to assume that I'm going to make a trade later and try to build value to make that trade. Makes that makes, to me, that makes more sense than jumping at like Juwan Johnson too early. That's a, classic mistake in my opinion right so tell me why you don't like jelani woods we mentioned that briefly i've got him at 20 in a tier of 18 to 25 uh he's in there with uh likely knox uh juan Komet, kasiki higby everett mostly number one reason is because it pushes your buttons oh okay cool <laughs> but also, because didn't they draft another tight end this year? Uh, yeah, they drafted. I think uh, your boy Mallory. Um, Mallory, yes, that's what and, it is. And they also now have like ninety-two tight ends on their roster. They have ninety-two tight ends. I like Will Mallory better. I don't think that Anthony Richardson is. I think it's going to be a high passing volume, high volume passing offense. Um, in a situation where a young developing tight end like Jelani Woods needs a lot of reps. So I don't see a lot of development. 
early on it it may be years before this guy becomes anything if he ever does um so i'm not really i to me it's a roster clogger where where do you have him ranked i don't okay and I also ranked, don't have Will Mallory ranked, by the way. You, you, well, your ranks stop at like 30, right? Yes. Something like that? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, do you like Likely? I do, a little. Um, the problem is he's got a lot of competition for targets. He was drafted when there was a different offensive coordinator with a different possible vision for him. So that that scares me that he is such a specific player that needs to be used in such a specific way, or he just becomes completely irrelevant and they use him as, you know, kind of a blocker or an H back, um, which I did, I did hear like some kind of rumors that they might be starting to move him around a little bit, um, which is not necessarily good for him. I think he's the kind of guy that I wanted to hear that had a role locked into Monkin's offense. And I, I haven't oh, heard that so far, and it's. I think that's me. good news. Do you? I mean, well, there, there's it, diff- it there's says to me that between... he might be blocking, even there's... though he's not a great blocker. To, to me, it says there's more avenues to him for him to mm. to get a target, right? Like if I can move, like there. I mean, it's not the same thing apples to apples, but you know, they're talking about moving Elijah Moore around the formation a lot in camp. Now, again, it's camp, whatever, buzz, coach speak, it's whatever. But that, to me, doesn't say we don't like this guy. That, to me, says we have this guy that we think can be a weapon and we're going to figure out different ways to use him and get him in space and things like that. You know, I think likely is that kind of player where, you know, they're they're going to want to put him in situations like that because he's not in line like Charlie Kolar might be, right? And, you know, so, yeah. So, my mind, my mind works differently. I think that Elijah Moore is a versatile player, so that's why they want to use him in different situations. I, I don't think that likely is a versatile player. I okay. think he's a player that needs to be used specifically, and they might not really have that role in this offense, but they like him as an athlete and a player. He's probably just a good all-around football player, but um, is limited. So they may be trying to find him a role is what I'm thinking. And um, I guess it's like fingers crossed that they do. Can I sell you on Mike Kosicki as a buy? Shit, where do I have Mike Kosicki? Damn it. You forgot him? Yes. I'm going to put him on here. Yes, you can sell me on him as a buy. I like Mike Kosicki quite a bit. So the 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 case for listeners, um, Matt Patricia is gone. Bill O'Brien is back. Not only is is Bill O'Brien an actual offensive coordinator, but uh, you know it's not apples to apples. But he had Gronk and Hernandez. They do like to run a lot of twelve um, with Kasiki and, and Henry. Now um, there are sort of a lot of guys in a similar role as far as like, maybe they'll line up as slot or big slot. Maybe they'll get intermediate targets, but there's not a lot of great guys to compete with like a Kendrick Bourne resurgence, Boutte, who might not even make the team Demario Douglas, who's impressed, but he's a sixth round rookie, um, you know, and, and Juju who's, you know, good, but you know, is not what we thought he was with that one, that one year where he was like near elite. Um, 
And by the way, Bill O'Brien coached Mike Gesicki in Penn State. And Gesicki, when not in a Mike McDaniel offense in, um, in Miami uh, in 2021, was, was used pretty well with Tua. So we've seen proof of concept about him being, you know, uh, a receiver. Not much of a blocker. He's athletic. He's a pass catcher. Um, you know, Hunter Henry, definitely a good resume as a red zone target and that sort of thing. But I think given Gesicki's price and ADP, I like him as a buy. Me too. Absolutely. Everything you said is exactly where I'm at with him. I just inserted him at 16 right below McBride. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Nice. I think I, I like him, him quite him. a bit. Uh, if I have him as my backup tight end, I'm feeling good. Feeling really strong. I can also, like, if it's a tight end premium league, I can use him as a flex um, if I need to on bye weeks and injuries and stuff. Um, anybody you want to talk about before I do a uh, rookie watch with you? And we're, we're going to play some would you rathers and things like that too. So, yeah. I mean, I think we hit most of them. Do you care about Musgrave or Shoemaker at this point? All right. So, um, rookie watch. Kincaid... Oh, rookie watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go no, for it's okay. it. No, it's a good transition. Uh, Kincaid is ADP wise, tight end seven. Mayor's coming in at 10. Laporta coming in at 12. Right. Uh, Musgrave at 19, Schoenmacher at 21, and Darnell Washington at 27. I didn't add anybody else after that because it's already tight end 27. Yeah, I don't have Darnell Washington on the list. I'm sorry. I know that hurts your feelings. I, I think he's very deep play. It's going to be it, – they're going to use him as a blocker, but I don't think that they're going to use him as a receiver for a, free, a couple of years. Unless it's like, you know, gimmick play or something. I've got him at 29. So it's not like I, you know, I obviously know the limitations based on where he went. I do think with the percentage of snaps that they ran out of 12 and with the percentage of red zone targets, like he may, like, I think his biggest fantasy impact might be capping prior moot ceiling, like at first, then, then for him himself. But, uh, you know, there's, I think there's a path, but, um, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had my feelings hurt where, where Washington got got drafted. I'm I'm curious about Musgrave at, at 19 as a rookie with uncertainty at quarterback and in that offense, and with you know maybe not huge quality as far as competition, but certainly quantity when it comes to Tucker Craft, Dubs, Watson. My guy, who you hate, Jaden Reed. Um, you know, like I think it's Jalen. It's Jaden. And, <laughs> and then messing with you. Oh, okay. And you know, and fifth rounder Dontavian Wicks, who put together a good 2021 at Virginia before they got a different offensive coordinator. Like, that's pretty confident to be in on him at tight end 19 and ADP. That's the one that stood out to me as like, really. Yeah, it seems high, a little high. I have him at 20. I have him at 23. Wait, you said, I thought you said 19. Yeah, 19. Musgrave. 19. Yeah. Yeah, I have him at 23. So that's not that far off, I guess. I got him at 26. Um, yeah, I'm a little. Uh, yeah, who the hell knows? Oh, that could change. I think I'm going to bump Otten up a little bit. I think I'm going to. I have him one below Otten. I, I don't know. I'm waiting to see like what that depth chart looks like. 
Um, he could definitely be moving down T- Tucker, Tucker Craft. Mm-hmm. You know, who the hell knows what that's gonna what that offense is gonna look like. So I I'll let it sort itself out. I I grabbed a bunch of them in the draft because he was cheap. He hit him in the third round, which I thought was pretty for his talent level as a steal. Um, Schoenmacher, uh, I have him at 28. Uh, his ADP is, I think, where did I say? 21. Yeah. People seem to like him. Second round, real life draft capital. Uh, more of like a projection um, because, you know, Michigan offense is a Michigan offense. I think as much as I like Ferguson and he's flashed and I, and I have Ferguson ranked in the 30s, not too far behind um, Schoenmacher. It does say something that they let Schultz walk and said, we have Ferguson. We're still going to spend a second round draft pick on Schumacher. Yeah, they definitely like him. And they had definitely have a need for a number two target. Uh, I don't think that there's a clear one on that roster. I guess what Gallup? Gallup and Cooks are, the, are like. The oh, Cooks. Two. I forgot about Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So, but they definitely need another, you know, they need, they need something. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's a really good fit for their offense. Um, but the other two players they have, I thought, flashed as well. Like uh, Peyton Hendershot looked pretty good in a couple games as well, just out of nowhere. I think he was an undrafted guy. Um, just the level of competition he's up against might just limit how much production you actually got out of him. Although I... I wouldn't be surprised if he flashed and looked really good in some games this year. Anybody else on like a watch list as far as risers, sleepers, guys who might pop in the next year or even in 2024 that you've got your eye on that people should care about? Bowers. <laughs> I mean, we all know yeah. about him, right? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, what do you want to talk about, Grant Calcaterra? You know, you you laugh. They brought in Dan Arnold, but like it's not like Dan Arnold is like young and awesome. And but what's left, Jack Stoll. But they brought in Dan Arnold to play that role that Calcaterra played last year. So that really does not. I know. Speak well for him. Uh, Tyree Jackson. Yeah, it's athletic, right? Like yeah, and just had been injured, like. They made it a point to keep him through all of this injury shit. So yeah, he's he's one of those. Four, oh, you know who I want to talk about? Cole Turner. I don't know who that is. So he was in my top twelve as far as like twenty twenty two rookies. It was low in the list out of Nevada, not super athletic. I think it was like my tight end ten or something that year. Got drafted by Washington, stuck behind Logan Thomas in in a fairly dysfunctional team. Uh didn't get much run but uh he's a buzzy name getting picked up in a lot of waivers in dynasty leagues um with logan thomas's injuries a lot of people are are thinking that it's pretty much going to be like um a matter of time before you know cole turner is and i think logan thomas is gonna start the year hurt I'm, i forget um but it's just a matter of time and cool until cole turner is the tight end one there because the only other competition or guys like Bates and uh, Armani Rogers, et cetera, et cetera. So he's a name where if he's on your waiver wire and you have a big enough roster or, or a roster spot, go throw a dollar or two at him. See, see, because, you know, it's not like 
if Howell is is simply a an, a league average quarterback, right? The offense isn't going to be bad, right? It's got Dotson, Samuel, T- TMC. It's it's got Gibby. You know, B Rob's going to eat the rock and and kill some clock. Like it's not going to it's not going to be terrible. It's a big if though. It is right, and 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 as as friend of the show, Tom Tipple, who's going to come on later this off season, uh, says, um, just because something's free doesn't mean it's worth investing in. I get that, right? Um, but you know, if you've got a spot at the back of your roster, go check out Cole Turner. Thanks for the tip. One more guy that I think we definitely need to talk about. We haven't even brought his name up. Mm-hmm. Um, my number 25 tight end, Noah fan. So could this be a post type sleeper? If you look at this offense, um, yeah, they used uh, approximately 74 tight ends last year, right? You never knew which one they were going to throw to, but if they decide to focus their energy into one tight end and it happened to be Noah fan, I think it would be a pretty good role. So the argument for him is that came out the same year as Hawk, right? So he's still young. We knew that he was raw when he was coming out. It was going to take time. Seattle specifically included him. And I saw a report that they named him as one of the players they wanted um, in that trade. Uh, and maybe was still a bit raw when he came in, has a year in the system, uh, has timing with Gino now, could take a step forward. Yeah, and I, I know. I know people are, are kind of pinning the um, Seattle offense as like offenses you want a piece of this year. Um, I don't. I've kind of always had this like anti-fan bias. I think it's a sort of a consistent underperformer. Like, what has he ever done to people for people to still like him? Kind of thing. I don't have him too much below you. I have him at thirty-one. Right. Mm. I, I guess the the counterpoint to that is simply it looks like they they want to run more 11 personnel and, you know, it's JSN is basically now just essentially, I don't want to say killed Noah fan, but I, I, you know, once they drafted JSN and I was like, eh, you know, like a little, little less enthused about fan. It's a guy who, yeah, they named him what was at tight end there to begin with and still had to share snaps with Will Disley and Colby Parkinson. Um, you know, last year, like I, I've just never been enthused by him. I know that there's, there's athleticism there and he's definitely had good games, but I mean, he's fast as hell for I'd a tight rather, end. He, I mean, he can move. I'd rather have for 2023, mm-hmm. I'd rather have, um, Otten, Foster Moreau, maybe even Hunter Henry, um, maybe Musgrave and Shoemaker. Yeah, well, I mean, I have mm. Otten, Musgrave, and Shoemaker above him. Okay. Mm. But, you know, I'm going to put Moreau on at the end of my list here. We're up to 32 guys. Um, Hunter Henry, I don't want. He's not the same after the injury. He's never just never going to have a season where he's never going to be a player. If I see him on my bench and I'm like, this is the best that I have to put in. I should. I need to make real changes with my team. You didn't ask me how many tight ends I have ranked. 
<laughs> no. How many do you? 130. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I didn't think that, that that includes retired or not. I mean, player? so the there's not on rosters. The last four guys are Jeff Swain, Kyle Rudolph, Mercedes Lewis, and Jalen Wiedemeyer. But yeah, I have. Yeah. Wiedemeyer. Wow. It's just a matter of like, like I add guys in and, and like I, it, I'm much slower to take them, take them out because it's like, what if they catch on somewhere kind of thing? Also, it's like a slight, like probably like autistic thing. I, I, I love lists and ordering things and holding on to things and clinging to them and not letting them go. And it was just, um, so remember when Jalen Wiedemeyer was supposed to be the tight end one of the 22 class? Yeah. and then and then a solid two behind when mcbride rose and then it was like it's mcbride wiedermeyer and pray for rain and here we are right the guy like bounced off like two or three practice squads hey sean butate his way out of the league bro people are predicting people who follow the pats are predicting that butate might not even make the team yeah yep i read that too wow and and like what like a year and a half ago maybe i don't know something like that we were like is this guy gonna be why is he gonna compete with jsn for wide receiver one in the class you know crazy right yeah i remember Bute was one of the guys i i, I remember at one point last year i i came to you i was like all right i got a solid 11 for the rookie draft and Bute was one of them oh sure yeah i mean it just goes to show you, and you've talked about this a lot when we talk about Debbie and things like that, like a lot can happen on the way to the NFL. Yeah. And, 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 and Debbie, I think has, is interesting, right? Because it's got, there's not much con- consensus in Debbie, especially after like a certain number of guys. It's just like, mm-hmm. what, what profile do, do you believe in as someone who evaluates talent or watches college football or as fantasy analyst? or whatever like that and it's just like that's why i hate it when people overvalued the college guys in, in debbie leagues because what what could you have commanded like for for dju yeah a little while ago right or quentin ewers who i think is gonna maybe bounce back a little bit but has taken a dip right what ha- i mean tank bigsby's value you know like yeah. Zamir White, you you've talked about Zamir White as like top running back prospect coming out of high school, and then two knees later, and right. here we are. You know, like yeah, there's there's a bunch of Alabama guys, Trey Sanders, um, well Brian Robinson. I guess Brian Robinson was never really a big prospect, but he was a Bama guy. Um, I guess he technically has a job in the NFL as a starter still. I mean Spiller, right? Yeah, Spiller. There's a good one. Yeah. I mean, Spencer Rattler, right? Like Sam Howell. Yeah. Uh, remember, remember who Matt Corral was? Mm-hmm. That poor guy. I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. Like, what? I mean, whatever. He's probably making league minimum, which is like three times what I make. But like three times know, what you make. He's 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 what? Like the fifth quarterback on that team now, if he's even still on it. Right. Like, uh-huh. You know, he gets injured for a year and then they bring in guys and draft young. And it's like, whoa. actually, no, I think he's like taking first first team snaps right now. On the in the USFL, maybe. No, for the Panthers. Corral first team snaps. Yeah. What? Yeah. Training camp. Yeah. Kind of making Bryce Young earn it. 
No, really? Yeah, yeah. I read the I read the report. That's funny. Yeah, I've got him quarterback sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> Actually, That's... yeah, he's got a little asterisk thing. Uh, according to Joseph Person of the Athletic, second year quarterback Matt Corral could see the majority of the Panthers' preseason quarterback snaps in twenty twenty three. Yeah, as far as the Debbie stuff goes, I just take advantage of it. Yeah. So I was just in a C2C draft last mm-hmm. week. And, um, you know, I, I traded my, let's see, third, fourth, sixth picks for JMO. That's ridiculous to me. That's It's a C2C draft, so it's all... 2026 prospects and you're telling me i think it's three four six and seven and then i got an eighth back right you're telling me that all of that is worth you're gonna wait three years and hope one of those four guys works out to be jameson williams think about Get how the much fuck out of here and, and leaving three four six and seven. think about how much people love dante moore and malachi nelson right now right you know, like, right. and, and how unpredictable quarterback is and how long it, it takes to get to the NFL. Like even the, even the first round of the supplemental could be a complete bust in a couple of years. Those guys are such long shots. And then if they make it to be, if, if, and you know, if you're lucky, one of them will make it to be a, a top three pick in the NFL draft, then they're 50, 50. Yeah. Whether they actually make it in the NFL or not, it's it's crazy how low their chances are right now. Any of these twenty six prospects, I don't give a shit who they are. Uh, Want to play? Would you rather? Sure. All right. Uh, ADP. Would you rather with um, Hawk Kittle Goddard? We kind of already looked at this a little bit. Hawk at the four oh eight. Kittle at the five twelve. Goddard at the 608. 